0: Guys, Guys Radio, this is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Tuesday, October 4th, 2016. We're broadcasting on a special evening, Tuesday night, as opposed to our usual Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And we've got a great guest who's going to talk to us about conquering dating, helping men, helping women be their very best. David Wygant is going to call in in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about all the topics relative to dating, the challenges, the technology, Tinder, dating older women, dating married women, what women need to do to get men's attention, how to be a natural if you're a guy and be able to approach and chat up women, lots and lots of stuff. So David will be on shortly. I'm waiting for him to call in and then we'll patch him in. In the meantime, uh, welcome to the show. Um, Last time I spoke to you was a, a week ago. I had just come down with a kind of a head coldy type of thing and i got to tell you i'm just getting rid of it now and just getting rid of it now after a week it's unbelievable one of those late summer colds or whatever and uh just have not been out, able to shake it so i took a week off no working out at all and uh i think i'm ready to dive back in maybe go for a 6 mile run tomorrow we'll see how i feel if not i'll hit the elliptical but i got to sweat i got to get this out of me completely I'd say I'm 95% there. But wow, you know, every once in a while, you get hit with one of these cold type things. And uh, this one just really stuck around. I think it might be because I have a young son I take to preschool. And uh, probably all those new germs that he's getting exposed to, I'm getting exposed to also. So anyhow, it's been quite a trip also bringing my son to preschool. So let's talk about what's going on. I mean, usually, uh, on the show, I kind of tap into a lot of news items, get into the weather, what's going on here in New York City. Um, But we're going to start tonight with a new segment. It's going to be called The Guys Guys Guide. Uh, And we're going to feature one topic. And then we're going to get into the show. So tonight's topic is meat. And meat by meat, I mean, the meat we eat. And I I am inspired by this because I was reading an article today uh, about James Cameron, the guy who directed uh, Avatar, as well as a number of other very, very famous uh, movies, including Titanic. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people, has now sworn off meat and is going into a vegan lifestyle. Now, I've eaten meat for 90% of my adult life. Well, not 90 percent, probably about maybe 80, 70 percent, but about eight years ago. This has to do with dating. Also, I went on a uh, date, first date through Match.com with my wife to be, and I noticed that she was a vegetarian. She ordered a grilled portobello mushroom when we went out to eat, and I was going to go for a cheeseburger. And I said, you know what? Maybe this is not the right choice to be eating a big bloody cheeseburger when my my date here is uh, not into meat. I don't want to gross her out or anything. So I ordered something else. We ended up continuing dating. I learned that she was a, a vegetarian, had, had had been a meat eater, and had been a vegetarian for many years, and then went back to eating meat, gave it up again, and we started dating, and uh, I never indulged in meat after that. It's been eight years now, and I feel great. Uh, Went through a couple of changes because of that. Uh, Initially, after about two months into the process of uh, quitting meat, uh, I got sick. And I got sick for a couple of weeks. Uh, It was kind of a cold sweat thing and a bronchial thing that I picked up that uh, every evening at about five o'clock or so I would leave work and I'd go home and lay down and be just sweating. And then I'd go to sleep and it just kept going and going. And finally I, uh, I got an antibiotic and, uh, just killed it in about two days. Uh, very powerful antibiotic. One of those things where they give you like five pills and that's it. So that killed it and that was it. And I asked my, uh, my date at the time, my girlfriend, what was going on? And she said, well, your body's kind of detoxifying. You're releasing all the, all the, uh, your cells are releasing all the toxins that you were storing from the meat and it's swimming around in your system now. So it's, it's made your autoimmune system more vulnerable to attack. And it's kind of weakened you because you're pushing all of that toxins through your system and out of you. So you probably pick something up. Well, the good news is uh, that was a great, motivation never to go back to eating meat again so i started then and i just gave it up and i was a big guy for a porterhouse steak cheeseburger grilled chicken bacon and eggs the whole gamut and it took me a while to really adjust uh in terms of food choices but over time i slowly but surely kind of you know you forget about things and i forgot about meat and then i started reading about the uh carbon footprint and the, uh, emissions. And it's amazing that the carbon emissions are, uh, 51% of them. And this is, uh, what Arnold was saying today are caused into the atmosphere or caused by meat and, uh, a- an animal, you know, raising animals, uh, uh, for meat production, basically. So you can save yourself if you uh, don't eat meat because, uh, the animals, the way they're farmed now for the most part the vast majority, in cases, are fed uh, things that aren't very good for them. Uh, GMO feed, steroids, Prozac. They're in horrible conditions, and it's really inhumane the way they're treated. They're, you know, kept in these small stalls and everything. It's just, it's bad news. Now, I didn't quit meat because of that, but. After I had quit after a few years, I started reading about it and learning about it, and it made me feel good about the fact that I wasn't contributing to the carbon footprint and I, as well as uh, being a little bit more of a humanitarian. so it's a great first step if you can do it now listen everybody it's not for everybody, and everybody's not going to be motivated to do it, and I'm not preaching that like that's the only thing to do. but it has definite benefits beyond what you're doing for the environment and for the animals for yourself. My uh, blood pressure went down, my cholesterol I knocked off by changing my diet, and particularly meat, taking meat out, went down by 90 points over a couple of years, um, and it just felt fantastic. Um, as Arnold said in the video today, you can catch it on uh, YouTube and Facebook and places like that, but it's been all over the place, um, all over the internet. That uh, you know, when they tell you that meat, you need meat to stay strong. If you're, you know, if you work out a lot or you're bodybuilder or whatever, it's it's not necessary. You can get your protein from lots of other sources, whether it be legumes, beans, uh, tofu, organic tofu, and lots of vegetables uh, have have protein. And you know, it's interesting. Also, uh, I still eat eggs. I'm not a vegan, so I eat eggs. Um, I have moved away slowly but surely from dairy and replaced milk with coconut milk or almond milk. And uh, if necessary, soy milk, Though I try to avoid that because supposedly some issues with soy, but um, you know, you can, you can kind of phase that stuff out of your life. Milk and dairy are, excuse me, meat and dairy are not really good for you. Um, so it's helped me a lot and I've lost weight um, and I feel fantastic. So something to consider as a guy's guy's guide, um, see if you can start to wean yourself off the meat or at least, at least cut down a bit. I know, you know, I went to a uh, Jets game this, uh, this past Sunday and everybody does the tailgate thing and I was visiting my friends and they were out in the lot and they had flank steak and sirloin steak and grilled chicken and all it was, everything was it smelled delicious. It was all meat-based though, so I really just kind of, picked around somebody made salmon. So I had some of that. So I still eat fish and my wife, uh, usually eats fish. Believe it or not. She's on a fast now. She fasts twice a year. She's on a 40 day fast. She's having water and vitamin liquid vitamins and kombucha, which is a fermented mushroom tea. So pretty amazing stuff that she does. So she's been in it to about 10 days and she said she wants to see if she can go 40. We'll see. Um, but she's knocked off 10 pounds just by doing that. I've knocked off since uh, August 1st, 13 pounds by, I've uh, really cut back way, 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 way back on sugar consumption. So I've uh, kind of avoided anything that has added sugar, which is really tough to do. And um, also cut out uh, a lot of gluten products, Uh, bread, pasta, pizza, rice, rice, Etc. cetera. And uh, you know what? It was uh, tricky, tricky to uh, drop those. But once I did, I found that I could still eat all the same dishes just without having that starch on the side. So it works out pretty well. Um, and uh, it has not been an issue and I feel fantastic. Now I did pick up this cold, but I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with um, my, my giving up, Uh, the carbs and uh, the gluten and the bread and the pasta and all that stuff. So uh, anyhow, we'll see how it goes. All right. Before we bring our guest on, uh, let's talk a little bit about the whole guy's guy, uh, the whole guy's guy brand. I mean, the whole thing started with my novel, the guy's guy's guy to love and uh, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And now we've, 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 uh, We've expanded the footprint, if you will. So we have Guys Guys Radio, which we're on our two hundredth, close approaching our two hundredth podcast. We have a uh, nonfiction book that my agent is pitching. I've got a TV series that's baked, that's being pitched, movie, uh, etc. And we have the blog on Robert Manny M A N N I dot com, and you can pick up my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, uh, online. And also at uh, various bookstores, probably easiest to get it online. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what the brand's all about. So really, my brand is about, the Guys Guys brand is about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And uh, that's, that's the whole gist of it. We want everybody to win. And there's no reason in today's world where guys and women can't, can't be winners. Um, I think it's pretty easy. Um, And I'm just uh, typing a text to our guest to call in. Uh, Hang on. Hang on one second. Um, So the brand's really about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men, better world. And then I think the message is resonating now because with young guys, with millennials, they're kind of caught halfway between uh, the MMA and manscaping. And for older guys, it's tricky to stay relevant. And, uh, and for what ladies, um, you know, it's a whole new world. Women are getting long overdue recognition for all the terrific work they've done. And um, finally, they're getting their recognition, but there's a long way to go. And at the same time, as they're getting their recognition, um, guys are uh, trying to figure out how to deal with them because women are making so many uh, moves in the, uh, in the workplace. And what I'm finding from a lot of uh, dating coaches from a lot of the ladies that have been on the show that the, uh, the challenge with women is to, uh, get them to be a little less, uh, quote unquote masculine thinking, uh, when it comes to dating and for the guys to kind of step up and, uh, be guys. And it's a challenge. So there's a lot of people out there, both men and women coaches who are helping with this issue. And one of them is my guest tonight, David Weingant. So we're just waiting for him to call in and then we'll bring him on, um, I'll say what's going on today since, uh, I've got to wait a little bit here. Uh, we have got the presidential, the vice presidential debate that's happening this evening. And, uh, that should be very interesting. And it is, uh, Tim Kaine as well as, uh, uh, Mike Spence is, uh, the Republican's name who's running with Trump. Um, and I think it starts at 8 o'clock, 8 or 9 o'clock, and it's a one-shot, only one debate, and that's it. And uh, I know the focus has been on uh, Trump and Hillary. It's been quite the slugfest out there. and We had the big debate last week, um, but we'll see what happens tonight. So let's talk a little bit about my guest, because he has just called in, so let me... Pull up his information. We'll talk about him a little bit. And we'll bring him on. Because as I was saying, you know, when I talked about the whole guy's guy's guide and the the you know our topic of the week was meat. Well, that's uh, I met my wife. I gave you the story for there and also giving up meat. And it's one of those things where it made me to be, me made me a better person and our guest is really a special guy. He's uh, one of the foremost dating experts, and male dating experts particularly, and he's one of the most quoted experts in the country, and he has been for the last decade. Featured and consulted in thousands of media outlets. He's been on TV. He's been on E!, uh, Fox News, Dateline, NBC, CBS News, ABC, MTV, and he's been on thousands of radio shows and featured in Magazines and newspapers, including Cosmo, Men's Health, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, USA Today. And he's one of the leading writers for Yahoo Personals. Uh, most interesting is he's only one of the only dating coaches who works with both men and women and offering an array of products and coaching services from his website, Weingant.com. That's Y. Excuse me, W-Y-G-A-N-T dot com. And his website has a blog uh, for men and women and some daily video blogs and podcasts. And I got to tell you, I was on there today and is a great site. And I can't wait to bring him on the show. So let's bring him on right now. Good evening, David. How are you?
1: Good evening. How are you? I'm just sitting in L.A. traffic, man. What else, <laughs> can, be, what else can be said about my evening?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that. But, uh Thanks for being on the show. It's a, it's a real coup for us here. So we're really pleased. And I always like having uh, another guy on the show. I've had so many dating experts, um, most of them have been women. And I've started to have more guys on now. And it's really great to get a, an interesting uh, and different point of view uh, addressing the same issues. So, what I was saying during some of the uh, kind of lead in was about, um, you know, kind of what's going on. So maybe we should start at the beginning. I know you've been doing this for 10 years. And I have to give you kudos. I love your website. I signed up for the intro video, and it was fantastic, and, uh, and I like your blogs, too, because you're very to the point, very frank, and I think a lot of people can learn stuff, and I always find that I'm so lucky doing that show that um, although I write about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and I have my own kind of perspective, and you know, being a guy's guy has things to do with women and men, I always learn from my guests, and I have to say, checking out your website, I learned a couple of things today, so thank you. What was your inspiration?
1: Uh, my pleasure. What was my inspiration for what? For this?
0: For for being for the, what you for doing what you're doing.
1: It wasn't even an inspiration. It just <laughs> um, I'm a firm believer in organically surrendering to life. You know, so yep. giving my life principles. Okay, I truly believe that most people are forcing things 24/7. You know, they're Chasing, men are chasing attraction. Women are chasing the the princess bride fantasy. People are chasing jobs. People are chasing friends. People are chasing everything. They're looking to be validated 24-7 on social media and You're all right. that stuff. For me, I have always been somebody who truly believes that <clears throat> you don't pick something, it picks you. Mm-hmm. So this picked me. This was before... There was a rush of so-called dating experts sure. and everything else. This was back in the late 90s. I was mm-hmm. damn good at meeting women, you know, and flirting with them and doing it authentically. And people found it very unique to me. It wasn't unique at all. It was just about being honest and open and, well, just being me. And that's all I knew how to be. So guys would follow me around. And I just made a decision one day that I could turn this into a business and I can really get men to be more you know, more primally connected to who they are, you know, more open, not afraid of vulnerability, not afraid of speaking their truth. So it kind of turned into a little bit of a movement and turned into a big business. You know, 16 years later, I'm still doing it. So it was kind of a, a surrender to it. It was never, I never would have picked it. I never would have woken up a morning and said, you know, I want to be a dating expert. You know, it's just not something I chose. It chose me.
0: That's fantastic. Well, um, you know, with your video brought a couple of uh, interesting uh, concepts up and one about, you know, kind of being the natural, being yourself, chatting people up, being friendly, enjoying life, making everyday fun. I agree with you a thousand percent. And some some guys I'm sure that you run into. And I know you handle guys and women, but for the guys, some of the guys are shy or they, as you say, overthink when they want to meet a woman or they only go after the really good look women and they're missing out because They're not um, just chatting up everybody and making getting their game, if you will, quote unquote, kind of natural and effortless by just enjoying life and enjoying people. So um, with today's, you know, with the millennial guys, you've got so many of them who are um, addicted to technology. How do you get through to these guys to and train them to be able to just kind of let go and be themselves and meet women organically?
1: Well, I mean, they're all, you know, it's not only the millennial guys that are addicted to technology. I mean, everybody's hiding behind technology. Women have got their head buried on their phone 24-7 because they don't ever, wanna, you know, they don't ever want to you know, stop looking at the phone because it protects them from guys coming over. I mean, we're all craving to meet and connect more than ever before, but yet we're doing it less and less. So I tell men, especially the millennial guys, you know, women want to be approached still. You know, you're going to be the rare guy that actually approaches. I mean, back in like the 90s and, Mm -hmm. you know, 2000, probably 90, you know, probably from the start of, you know, civilization to probably 2010, men actually had to approach women. Now you can sit on and you can swipe on Tinder and Bumble and all those other apps. So I tell men all the time, if you're the one guy approaching them, you're going to stand out over all the other guys because most women can't stand dating on the apps because most men have no sense of conversation and flirting banter so most women get bored and never end up meeting so you're going to stand out more than ever so i kind of look at them and say your percentages are higher than they've ever been before go for it
0: and how do the guys take to this i mean they're so addicted as as you say the women also but you know particularly guys with i hear so many women complaining about you know i wish he would at least pick up the phone even it's just texting all the time how do you break them how do you get them to break that habit?
1: you can't break them you can't break people of their pussy habits I mean you know play it, i mean just to you know call a spade a spade, you know call a spade a spade I mean calling it out I'm sorry, but you know you can't break people's laziness. people are in general very lazy people in general are very fearful you know how do you think Donald mm-hmm. Trump has worked his entire campaign it's all fear based it's all Absolutely. you know. He knows how how to manipulate, he knows how to use NLP, and he knows how to literally make people think that they're going to get something they've never gotten before. He's playing with people's heads. So you can't change somebody. They have to see the change. They have to be the change. They have to realize that it doesn't work. When you're doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity. So you have to step up as a man, and I'm finding men very lazy nowadays. Women are full of fear, men are just fearful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's like there's not, and we've become the bigger, better deal now because you think you can go swipe to a better picture. You know, you could swipe to a better opportunity. So people need to start Katie, and that's the one thing I tell both sexes. Put the phone down, ram it up your butt, and put it down. I can't stand people walking around with their telephone. It's the most ridiculous, unappealing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You have people's heads <laughs> hunched over. They're all going to have Dowager humps when they're older. Go ahead. For those people who don't know what that is, Google it. It's called the Dowager mm-hmm. hump. Take a look. Yeah. That's what your back is going to look like. You're going to be rounded over. You know, you have to make a decision in your own life to realize, okay, that you've been hiding behind technology, hiding behind fear, And you're never going to meet the person you really want to meet unless you start doing things differently. So that's how you make that change. You can't force somebody to make that change.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, your intro, your free video, David uh, offers a free video on his website. If you give him your email address and he doesn't uh, share the address or anything with anybody, but it's a great 17 minute video and it talks about kind of, it's particularly more for guys about how to be natural and really the way to get out there and do it is just get out there and do it. So it was interesting. And everybody needs a kick in a butt now and then to just, you know what? I haven't been as out there as I should be. So I was actually, I went to pick up a my son at school today he's three years old and i said i'm going to talk to people on the train today uh and usually you know i have my little son with me people tend to like look at him and smile because he's a cutie pie and all that but i think i'm going to talk to anybody i don't care if it's a man a woman whatever so a guy sat next to me young guy probably about 30 he had a san francisco giants hat on he had earphones in normally i wouldn't talk to talk to him but i tapped him i said hey and he took his earphone out and he said hey I said the Giants. Uh, they're in. Are they in the playoffs? And he said, Yeah, they played the Mets. And next thing you know, he went into this long. He took his earphones, earbuds out. Got we had a conversation about baseball in New York and San Francisco and California versus New York and all of that. And it's just a really nice guy. And then he said goodbye. Now listen, I wasn't in the picking up women mode. But uh, it, people, I think you're right, David, that they, are, they welcome being approached. They like to talk. They like to interact. And uh, everybody's hiding behind their you know, technology, but they really want to be out there. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, people want to connect. I mean, this is how we make friends. This is how we make money. This is how civilization goes. The thing is, the, people, the geekiest people in the world who have the most social anxiety try to level the playing field. So they created phones and texting, and they created all this this what I call geek power, you know. And the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is you're not going to be super successful in all aspects of your life if you don't know how to communicate with people, if you don't know how to talk and make connections, because people are still craving that no matter what, no matter how much people are on their phone, no matter how buried their heads are, they still desperately want to connect and be and seem and talk to because that's how life is meant to be so what is now looking as you know a community of people who are just not connecting you'll see it all go back to that people craving it people are starting to get really fed up with everybody on their phones people are getting really fed up with it so you're not going to look you know until they figure out how to have sex with the phone i'm sorry but the phone is not going to be a human replacement
0: yeah and it's interesting that um regardless um, how proficient you are with tweeting or texting, eventually, if you're a guy, you're going to have to meet the woman. And when you meet the woman, you're going to have to have some verbal repartee. And uh, I really believe that uh, some of the, maybe some of the older guys, or at least guys who uh, have been through you know, what you mentioned, uh, the early 90s or maybe the pre-internet days, we had to go up and approach women and say, Hi, my name's Bob. Hi, my name's David. Hi, my name's Lou. Can I buy you a drink or can I... Uh, you know, can I spot you on that uh, bench press or whatever? We had to start a conversation in a non-threatening way and take it from there. And uh, so I think, I think you're, you're right on there. One of the other things that I like that you had to say was that, you know, too many guys uh, wait around and they want to talk to that one pretty girl and uh, they overthink it. And then they end up going home and thinking of all the cool things they could have said to them where when they were there in person, they didn't. And your solution, if, and correct me if I'm wrong here, David, is that, you know what, just talk to everybody. And maybe if you talk to some women, they don't have to be the best-looking girls in the room, but you'll practice your game, and they might have the best-looking friends. And it's just a good practice just to chat people up.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I did a seminar with men this weekend in New York City, and I, uh, I told them there's three things that I do on a regular basis. You need female energy on a regular basis. Okay? Most guys are always just thinking about what to say or they don't get enough dates or enough approaches in or enough interactions with women. So what happens is, you know, and women do the same thing, so this advice goes both ways. So what happens is, okay, is that when they finally do get a connection or they get set up or maybe they both swipe right on an, online, on an app, all yeah. of a sudden they're in front of that person of the opposite sex and they're tense because they don't have enough daily interaction with the opposite sex so they go into the don't blow it mode, and when they go into don't blow it mode, <laughs> what happens is is that they blow it. Because when you're uptight and tense when you first meet somebody, people you know tend to give out. That mm, I don't really want to be back. I don't really want to go and talk to this person again. There's just something off about them. It's just a feeling that you get. So I tell everybody who's dating, you should be swiping every single day. You should be even if the text conversations on the dating apps don't go anywhere. At least you're having interactions with the opposite sex. Which gives you the opportunity to, you know, you know, correspond with the opposite sex, which gives you a feeling that you have inventory of the opposite sex in your life, which means when Mm -hmm. you go out and about, you're so used to talking to the opposite sex, you don't look at them as something different, you actually can go and talk to them. So it's about having the opposite sex in your life, especially if you're looking for a relationship.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I grew up, my brother and I, and uh, I always had trouble getting off the mark with women because I would overthink the situation, and they were always these mystical, magical creatures, and uh, the key to it is really, I think it was easier for the guys who had sisters because the the mystique was gone, and they could see all the, you know, the flaws and vulnerabilities that women had, but uh, my brother and I didn't, but we had to just learn by getting out there and talking to them and getting to know them and realizing, hey they're just like us. <laughs> they screw up, they make mistakes, they're vulnerable, uh, and they're people. And the main thing is they're people, and we have to talk to them and just you know, be ourselves and just don't try to be somebody that you're not. And that's one of the things I know that you preach. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges uh, that men, men and women face. Now, I know you work with women, What are some of the challenges that you see women having? From the guests that I've had on previously, David, a lot of the female experts have told me that the women that they coach, um, they have to kind of reel them in when it comes to dating because they're so masculine-oriented, if you will, in their jobs and being very successful and all that they have to reel it back, reel it in a little bit when they're dating because they risk overpowering the guys.
1: Well, I mean, a lot, you know, I tell women this all the time. If you don't know how to be feminine because you've been competing in a masculine world and you put your penis on every single day to go to work and you bring that same penis on a date, you forgot what it's like to be a woman. I mean, it's amazing how many women you got to reel it back. It's like amazing how many women forget how to be a woman because the reason why, and I tell all the time, dating 40 plus, right? I don't need you for sex as much as I used to. My sex drive is not the same as it used to be. It's not the ferocious sex drive I had in my 20s or 30s. It's calmed down. So now I need you for companionship, for softness. You're the opposite of me. You're loving, you're warm, you know, you're tender, you're affectionate, you're nurturing. I, I want a woman, right? I don't want to sit and compete with a woman. That's not fun at all. So I could be very proud of how you correspond during the day and very proud of, how things go for you and your work and everything else. But the bottom line is I don't want to compete with you. And that's what a lot of women forget. They forget to be feminine. Mm-hmm. And that's what men are looking for. We're looking for feminine. The second you bust our ball, it triggers us back to the ex-wife that we once had. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: My men are right. not married or divorced. They already had the ball. Don't want you again. So I always say this to the professional women, Find your femininity. Don't compete with us. You can compete with us in the work world, but when it comes down to the dating world, you need to know what your gender role is. And your gender role is to be in the feminine, not in the masculine, that the work world has made you become. We don't need you to be Hillary, because there's not much female left in Hillary. You know, that is all man (laughs) there, you know. So, yeah. You know, that's the reason why Bill cheated all those years, because it was like having a partnership with a buddy, you know, I mean, it's, it's come on women, you know, Hillary's not a role model, Hillary is somebody who is a smart woman. It would make a safe bet as a president because she's been wanting this for a long time and you know Bill Clinton comes along with it which is great
2: Exactly. but mm-hmm. this, is
1: not, this is not a role model for femininity this is not what men are looking for men are looking for the feminine being. so slay the dragons by day and be the nurturing loving female by night and you'll have a great combination and a man will respect you and not be intimidated
0: by what you do during the day that's good advice um, let's flip it around so the guys You know, uh, with women getting all this long overdue recognition and so much success and so many more getting college educated versus the guys nowadays, um, the guys, it seems like, you know, the millennials, they're caught between the MMA and manscaping and the, you know, the boomers are, you know, they risk being put out. If they don't stay up, stay with the program uh, that they risk going out to Jurassic Park or whatever, they, they are not sure what their role is anymore. So how do you, how do you uh, coach the guys in terms of how to deal with all the change?
1: I coach the guys and, and just being a man. What does a man do? A man goes after what he wants. You know, a man is on a dating app and, you know, and there's, he's flirting with a woman. You just tell her, I'm interested in you. I want to get to know you. And I'm not a, I'm not a back and forth text or emoji person because to me, emojis are like caveman <laughs> dwellings. I mean, it's just the most ridiculous form of, of lack of communication out there. So I tell men to step up to the plate. If you want a woman, go after her. That's what women want. That's what triggers a woman. That's how we're built primarily. Stop being such a pussy and waiting for so much validation. Women are always waiting men are always waiting for validation, making sure she mm-hmm. likes me. You know, it's like ask her out, take her out, get to know her face to face. If you like her, ask her out again. That's how it's done.
0: Now, let's talk about that a little bit, David, because, um, you know, the whole dating thing for millennials, uh, they kind of go, let's hang out, and a whole group of people hang out together or whatever, but um, I'm from the old school where, to me, you ask a woman out, and then you plan it based on something maybe that she said that she's interested in or something you want to show her, and then uh, you take care of the first night. You pick up the tab, and you make sure she gets home okay, and uh, if she brings you along, that's fine. If she doesn't, no sweat. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on kind of guys taking uh, first step and then uh, the first date?
1: You got it. Just, we just talked about the first step. Step up and ask her out. My God, people overanalyze this so much. It's unbelievable. You know that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like ask her out. Tell her you want to get to know her. Take her out. Take her out for something simple. Do not whine and dine her. She doesn't deserve that. No woman deserves to be whined and dined. Give me a break. I'm sorry, but there's no reason in the world I should spend $100 on you on a first date, and I don't even know you. You should get a cup of tea. We should take a walk in the park. You know, We should see if we have chemistry. Sitting there and chewing food and exchanging resumes so you can put your high <laughs> heels on is a boring night for me. I tell men that all the time. Do not whine and dine. You don't know her. She has to earn that dinner. She has to earn the romance. It's just a look and it's just a look. See, make it simple, make it casual. There's no pressure then, and it makes it more fun. And if you like her at the end of this first date, it's real simple. You find out what she's like by talking to her like human beings do, and then you take her somewhere else if she, if you know, mm-hmm. she likes vegetarian food. You know, there's a funky little place. Take her that for the next time. You know, you work your way up to these expensive meals because let's be honest, all right. This is something I was talking about in New York. If you and I went out to dinner, we're not picking this expensive place to go out to dinner. You know, we'll go get a, you know, I'll get burger and some steamed veggies, and, and I'm happy mm-hmm. as can be. I'll call it a day. You know, we're not going to sit there and go and yep. sip wine like it's a like it's a an event. You know, it's like we're going to go eat, we're going to spend our 20 bucks, and we're going to call it a day. The only reason why we've ever gone out to these expensive dinners is because women want to do, go get dressed up and put on their dumb shoes and go, you know, tramp around, you know, and, and, and I'm not a high heel person at all. I prefer, prefer very just sexy little hippie women, you know, cause I just, I, I don't need you to get dressed up for me. I, I need you just to be you, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at the, I'm not looking at this, you know, you know, makeup driven, you know, facade. I just want to get to know you. Let's go get downright dirty. So I tell guys all the time, man, it's, You know, expensive meals are celebration meals, you know, it's like it's like they're meals you have when you're you know, when you're celebrating a relationship, not when you're first dating somebody. It's ridiculous. So I tell guys to keep it simple and do activities to get to know them so it's it's laid back and easy.
0: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. There's too many guys, they're so excited by getting a date with some woman that they really don't know, and then they blow a, a lot of money on it, and a lot of times it's over because before it even begins, because maybe they haven't even met the woman, and she gets a look at a guy, or the energy change when, changes when they're in person, and then that's it, and uh, it's like it was so unnecessary. If you go out, have a glass of wine, have a beer, have tea, or whatever, you can get to know each other, as you say, a look-see, and then you can determine if you want to go out again. And then you can go out on a more proper type of date or do something fun. It could be, uh, you know, an activity. It doesn't have to be sitting at dinner or anything. And uh, that, that's a better way of getting to know somebody anyhow. Um, you mentioned uh, tech and Tinder, particularly on your, uh, on your website and blog, and you're not a big fan of Tinder. And I know a lot of the young guys love it. So tell us about that. What's you thinking about? I think
1: the, the young, young guys, you know, Tinder to me is being lazy, but you know what? I mm-hmm. I use apps because it gives me an opportunity to just flirt with women on a daily basis, but I find Tinder's more of a hookup site.
2: Mm-hmm. So if
1: you're a young and a lot of young a lot of a lot of young people really 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 like Tinder. You know, I mean, they find it you know, they find it they find it fun, they find it interesting, they find it, you know, they can hook up that way. So Tinder is definitely something that only in L.A. is the freeway stop. Um, Tinder Tinder's fun for the young guys. I mean, because there's a lot of young volume because young people, you know, young people have gotten to be, you know, more scared and nervous to go and meet people. So I got nothing against Tinder in your your 20s. Nothing against it.
0: Okay. How about um, if you're in your 40s?
1: If you're realistic, it's different. But the thing is, in your 40s, you got all the bitter lizard women, you know, the Uh women that just, they look like lizards because they're so angry in their face, and they're angry in what they write. You know, women 40 plus are always writing like, no hookups, no hookups, no hookups, don't be a (laughs) douchebag, they're so negative. It's like, God, it's like, punish me, I'm actually a good guy, you know, I don't want to read that crap. And I read through these women and, you know, no hookups,
2: uh-huh. no dis sure.
1: don't be on here if you think it's a hookup because, you know what, there are guys that want to get laid, sure. And you know what, when you write no hookups, the guy that wants to get laid looks at you as a challenge, so he wants to hook up with you because exactly. he wants to go and, <laughs> you know, and, and literally prove you wrong. So they have this, like, mean-looking face, and then they write down, like, all these ridiculous things. No men with pictures. No men with this. Meanwhile, women will write things in their profile that are ridiculous, like I love my glass of wine every night. Alcoholic, alcoholic, can we say alcoholic, (laughs) right? You know, I mean, you know, women will put pictures up of themselves jumping off of like buildings and parachuting and and having sunglasses and like they most, I should really write down no winos, no women who are afraid to show their body because I I work out, I want to see what your body looks like. Uh, No, Mm -hmm. you know, no sunglasses, I could see your eye. I mean, I could sit there and write negative two, but I don't. Women are so pissed off by the time they hit 40, if, if they have not had a kid or they've been married and, and you know, and, and they're the victim in the story. And they get so pissed, you know, that it didn't work out. Whatever story they had in their brain didn't work out for them that they take it out on the next guy via Tinder and they put that energy out there. When in reality, there's so many amazing, beautiful women and beautiful men out there. You've got to lose the negativity. I tell guys the same thing. Lose the negativity. It's such a turnoff.
0: I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, so when you're dealing with women clients and they're in that 40-ish age bracket, which is, you know, they could go lizard in the lizard direction, lizard girl direction, or they could, uh, you know, get get their act together um, and really be themselves. How do you how do you coach them? Because I'm sure they're they've had some business success or whatever. They might be a little more set in their ways. They might be a little bitter just by, you know, getting their uh, knees scraped by life. How do you how do you counsel them, David?
1: Teaching them because I'm I'm a big fan. I love women. You know, I, I love women. I think they I think women are great. I can't stand angry women. So we work on the story that they've created because most of the time they're a victim in their story. So they have an anger story. Women are masterful storytellers and walking contradictions.
2: Mm-hmm. So, That's true.
1: You know, and women and women tend to date what they think they deserve instead of what they truly desire. So, first, we have to work on the deserve story. You know, why do you keep dating the asshole? Why do you keep getting the guy that isn't treating you well? So, we work on that story, and I literally bust through that story. I literally bust it through, and I literally uh-huh. talk to them about creating a brand-new story, and I call it a love blueprint. You attract a great man by giving out positive vibration, by giving out wonderful, you know – fantastic you know, law of attraction work, and you start thinking about how wonderful a man is, and you start writing down all the assets and benefits of how you want to feel with a man, not how you've been burned in the past, because we've all been burned in the past. You don't get to 40 or 50 or 60 without being burned. I've got a laundry list of people who have burned me, people who have burned me for money, women who have burned me for this, but I don't think about that, because when I go into negative, I just attract more negative. So Mm -hmm. we work on getting rid of the negative and we craft a brand new story, not a story that's been plaguing their subconscious, but a conscious story that women can actually literally recite and program themselves on a daily basis. That's what I do with women. And I love working with women because once, you know, once I give them the truth, they, I've got major breakthroughs with
0: them. I'll bet that's, that's, that's sound advice. Um, So you do the I know you're from New York and you've been in L.A. a lot and you go back and forth. So tell us a little bit from your perspective, David, how you see the dating differences between New York and L.A. And I always find that, you know, New York people are very quick to tell you exactly what they think about anything. They're very quick to help on the street, by the way, as you know, and they're very quick with their opinions. And it's like snap, snap. They're in your face. They don't have time. Whereas L.A., they're a little more in some ways, they're a little more timid and you have to kind of pull people out because they go from their work. They drive in their car. They go home. At night, they usually stay in their same neighborhood. And um, it's a little bit different than sloshing through the snow and in in the sea train and all of that stuff in the city. So how do you find that change and how do you find that applies to dating?
1: L.A. people mentally masturbate is the best way to put it, okay? So L.A. people are self-love junkies. So they spend all this time alone, mentally masturbating, going to yoga class, and listening to Guru Shama Dubu. And they basically (laughs) stay in fear zone. That's what L.A. people do. They make all the excuses not to meet somebody. They blame it on traffic. They blame it on other things. And then they go to a yoga class and chant because Mazda Duba Dubu came and told them to love themselves. (laughs) L.A. people are constantly working on themselves. And I always say L.A. people are a work in progress, and they end up flaking unless they finally feel like feel like they've completed their self-love journey which we both know never ends personal (laughs) development keeps going and going and going it's like the energizer buddy bunny while new Mm -hmm. yorkers i mean i go to new york oh my god it's like the amount of women that want to hang out and meet and get to know me and like connect is superior because in new york man we're bouncing around people all day long we got negative energy, positive energy, energy thrown in our face. Man, we want a partner to deal with all mm. that stuff. In LA, we just sit in our little cars and we seal the windows shut like I'm driving on the freeway right now. Nobody's got their windows open and it's 70 degrees. Everybody's driving around in their air conditioning, you know? And it's just different. LA is just over-analyzes everything and New York does things. So, uh, that's the biggest difference between New York and LA and I so prefer. I mean, I really I go back to New York, and all I ever think about is I want to meet a woman in New York. I want to have a, a, a girl. I want to, I want a relationship in New York. It's so like I can spend half my time there and half the time with my daughter in Los Angeles.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great plan, and I agree with you a thousand percent uh, on your take because I travel to L- LA a lot, and I I, re- I really I really feel you on that, David. Um, how about um, sex at? Uh, excuse me, dating people at work. Um. What's your take on that? Because so many people spend so much time at work and uh, now everything's so politically correct. You have to really uh, step carefully if you're going to date people at work. But how can you avoid that? Because you're with these people all the time. How do you counsel your clients on that?
1: Are you going to date somebody at work? You know, it's very simple. You can't even start the date at work, and you can't even come on to somebody at work, because everybody now is about sexual harassment. My God, we're we're so messed up
2: in society.
1: I mean, it's crazy. So I always tell people all the time, if you like somebody at work, get a group together, go out for a happy hour, and if they pay a lot of attention to you and not to other people, then you know you like each other. Then you can talk about it as adults, because you have to. You have to literally say, mm-hmm. Hey, I like you. I find you interesting. I'd like to get to know you better. But we do gotta do the walk around. You've got to talk about this. It just can't yeah, happen. Because if, if you come on and go out on a date and you're a superior and they're a subordinate, yep. you know, all of a sudden they get angry, you start dating somebody else and all of a sudden you're in a sexual harassment suit. And you're mm-hmm. not gonna win. You're not gonna win a sexual harassment suit. You're going to lose every single time. So be careful and talk about it. You're an adult have adult conversations based around that.
0: Got it. Okay, last question. I know you do some uh, boot camps and seminars and stuff like that. Tell our listeners a little bit about how they work and where they can find you, etc.
1: Well, I've got no seminars for the rest of the year. I'm pretty much done at this point. I think the last quarter of the year off, but I've got an amazing men's boot camp which is a men's empowerment weekend. I mean, I'll show you how to not only be a man, step up and be a man, understand women, but have more women to date than you've ever had before. And I, my specialty is millennials and divorced men. I mean, wow. it's like it's, mm-hmm. a, it's always a great mix of like the divorced guy over the age of 40 and then mm-hmm. the young millennial who's trying to get his balls. And with mm-hmm. women, I've got amazing you know, i got programs and products for every single person, but women, I love coaching you. I love telling you the truth, and I, I always feel like I'm Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. You know, the truth, you can't <laughs> handle the truth, because a lot of them can't handle the truth. But I will always tell them the truth, and I will open their eyes, because I look at, and I tell women this all the time, I'm the best dating insurance you'll ever have, because you'll never date that asshole again, ever, because he'll never fall through the cracks, and you'll finally meet the type of guy that you're supposed to be with.
0: Good stuff. And uh, where can, where's your, your website again for everybody, David?
1: Just davidwygant.com.
0: Okay, spelled fantastic. spelled
1: W-Y-G-A-N-T. All
0: right, listen, hey, I really enjoyed this. I like the work you're doing, and congratulations for, you know, being a pioneer and sticking with it and constantly upping your game and really helping people. And i got to tell you, you know what? You are a spiritual guy. If you don't know that, you're a guy's guy, man, and I'm glad to have you on your show. So thank you so much. I hope you can come back. You still there, David?
1: Yeah, I lost thank you, you for a second. That was so weird. Okay. I heard spiritual no, I was guy just,
0: and then... Uh... No, no, I was just saying, you know, you're, a, you're actually a spiritual guy and you're a guy's guy. And it's been a great having you on the show. And I'd love to do it again sometime because you're refreshing and you're honest. And I think you really are helping a lot of people. And I know you come across as, you know, tough love. But you know what? You're, you are helping people with your honesty. So thank you.
1: You're welcome, Robert. And uh, anytime, man, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to be on again. And where are you in? the Where do you live in the city?
0: Or? I'm in. I'm in the city. Yeah, yeah. I'm up in actually in the south part of Harlem, the new, new, new Harlem.
1: Oh my God, in the Harlem! I, I lived, I'm 54, <laughs> man. I lived when I lived in New York. We used to we used to dare each other to go up to Harlem. I mean, I lived there in the 80s, and it would be a dare. A no, dare. I know.
2: I know I, right, know.
1: I dare you. I dare you <laughs> to. Um, yeah.
0: You know what, where I am now, up, it, it, it's, it's baby carriages and, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts now. It's a whole different ball game. Uh, uh, when you, in the corridor that comes up off of, uh, Central Park West past 110th, right up Frederick Douglass Boulevard there, it's exploding. And, uh, my wife and I got a place up here about six years ago, and it's fantastic because we have a little kid, and we've got Morningside Park, believe it or not, which is one of the worst in the world, and now it's one of the best, and we've got Central Park, and it's just gorgeous, and so far, so good. So yeah, I, used to, I lived in Midtown for years, so uh, it's uh, been refreshing. It's very neighborhood feel, which you don't have too much did more of that a, in Manhattan. Did, what?
1: Did you buy a two-bedroom up there?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh and what's a, the they, what's
1: square? What's the square footage? Because I don't think people understand this. So, and I want. to What's your square footage? Like okay? thirteen hundred like
0: thir- square feet.
1: Yeah, it's like that same yeah. two-bedroom in, in the that's East big. Village. In the East Village, could be like eight hundred square feet.
0: Ex- exactly, <laughs> not, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why we moved yeah, up here. So, we actually looked in the East Village, and uh, the comps weren't there in Brooklyn. As you know, Brooklyn is now Manhattan, and uh, so it's like, forget it. It's, there's, there's no value in Brooklyn anymore, even though it's great, but I like to say that Harlem is the new Brooklyn because now you've got all the, like, I'm seeing all the young women moving down all the different side streets now. You've got a lot of people from uh, Columbia, um, you know, the university, and then uh, families and a lot of Europeans, and uh, it's a really great mixed community, and uh, it's not, you know, it's not like it was when uh, it was on uh, – Starsky. Well, not Starsky and Hutch, but uh, the Telly-Sobalas-Kojak or whatever. <laughs> it's oh, a whole yeah, different ballgame. No, but we're not having a blast. So. Totally, no, good but
1: for let you. Me know yeah, next, so definitely. Next let time me know I'm in, next, I'll tell you.
0: Please, please do. I'd love to be, like hook up for a beer or whatever and uh, uh, we'll chat it up. And it's been a pleasure to meet you and uh, look forward to staying in touch, David. Thanks so much and uh, get all through right. that traffic. See you later. Ciao. Bye. Okay. All right, everybody, that's our show for this evening. Our guest was David Wygant and, uh, his, his website is com. And, um, we're going to be back next Wednesday. We've got a, uh, a, uh, spiritual writer, Robert, Roger Teal is going to be back, uh, talking about his, uh, his book. And, um, we've got a lot of guests booked through the next couple of months. And, uh, And I'm thrilled. So I want to thank everybody for being with us on Guys Guys Radio. It's a place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. I love having different types of guests. I learned something from all my guests. Hopefully my audience is learning along with me. And uh, and I thank you for your support. And remember to hang in there. Have a great week. And uh, remember, guys, guys do finish first.